I am unashamed. What about you? Well, I told Missy that I wanted a leaf blower for Christmas. And she just kind of looked at me. She said no, right? I mean, well, not exactly. I mean, not exactly. It just was like, it was one of those, it's like it wasn't an argument, but it was like, you're being ridiculous. <laughs> Leaf blower. I was like, well, that's what I want. So, but I, she left me hanging after the, I don't know what you would call it. It was like a weird, it wasn't a disagreement. It was just like, what are you thinking? And I'm like, this is what I really want. So, so was so, the gift was just a little too utilitarian for her, just a little too common. Oh, I don't, I don't know what the she didn't give me the, <laughs> but I know when she's looking like this is absolutely the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. So yesterday, um, I stopped by because the leaves all fell at one time, and look, every drain I've got. Is clogged, so I was like, I gotta buy a leaf blower. So because I'll, you explain the issue, because you had they pile up and it blocks your water. Yeah, and I'm going out of town today. Right, right. As soon as we finish this, I'm gonna be in South Louisiana. I'm gonna go find some treasure mm. for our little show. You know, I'm gonna be on the yeah. episode. This oh, episode. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. You need to just do. I'm just doing my thing. You do your thing. And I told your producers, I was right. like, look, I'm just doing my thing. Y'all cut it however you want. To. Now this show is. Uh, you know, I know people say that all the time, but this is the most reality reality show that you you can. <laughs> the most real. It, you guys put we, the most real in the. Reality. We show up and just work it out. So anyway, so I was wanting everything. I don't want to come come back because it's fixed to rain a lot. So anyway, I stop in at Tractor Supply. At, not that I frequent there often, but it's on my way home. That's kind of a and that's kind of a redneck dream store. They got a little bit of everything yeah. in there. I mean, you're right. I like it. I mean, it's not. Now I got Dollar General at the top. <laughs> yeah. Although, I'm gonna tell you all this. I have don't a quite seat. have the selection at DG that. But you they got. don't. They don't. They don't sell leaf blowers. But yeah. I'm gonna tell you this. I, I've often thought about this. I hope there's a Dollar General in heaven. <laughs> Just because we can. <laughs> that's a great. That's a great theological question. I've never. Will there be a dollar? General? I've never actually been in that store. Well, oh, that. It's got everything you need. It's cheap. Look, they don't care how it looks on the shelf. It's just piled in there like garage sale style. It's, and, you and, know what it looks like? It looks like Miss Kay's warehouse. Yeah. You know what I have in my I truck? I would just right tell now? the eunuch who works for me. How about this leaf blowing? And, well, all right, and, back and, to the leaf blower. I just, and then, I, I mean, at lightning speed, one shows up. Yeah, I digress. Do you, do you have a life, uh, leaf blower? Oh, Dan has every kind of. Yeah, okay. he's got well, I told y'all about the couple, you know, spending Friday night on the back of a truck out in front of a Dollar General. I told y'all about that. But I like the look of like leaves it. on the ground that then piled up and burned. You'd rather see have the leaves. I'd rather have the site with the. Uh, yeah. It, they 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 rot and turn. They're good for the, the grass and all that. But uh, I, I, we don't really we don't have a as y'all have noticed a manicured yard. Well, you don't have a yard. It's just, <laughs> but I get it with you because it floods and different things happen. But Dad lives on a riverbank. So. When you're up there in the neighborhood, and even though I've I've put a dent in the HOA, I really have. <laughs> They're still around. Oh yeah, and uh, still you know, everybody's looking at everybody's leave, saying, "Well, I'm waiting on you." They're waiting on somebody to make the first move, because you know once that happens, because really I'm downhill. So, you know, my neighbor, all of Willie's leaves, he waits till they pile up down there in my yard, and then they get to. But I've noticed that today, Jason. To interrupt your story, but I noticed that I saw some guys and they were out blowing leaves, but I thought. Well, they're only blowing leaves off the yard that they're taking care of. Like the neighbor, they were all blowing them <laughs> on his yard. Oh, yeah. And I well, thought, well, that's it. That's a, well, when if I you got, don't have a guy or you don't do it yourself, you're the one where all the leaves wind up on your spot. Oh, Al, last night. So I did this at night. So so you can tell I, I acquired the leaf blower. But acquiring the leaf blower was the story I was going to tell you because <laughs> something happened. I thought you'll get a kick out of it. <laughs> of course, it. something happened. But when I got to the road last night... I was like, well, 
I mean, the guy next to me, Willie's uh, son-in-law, well, he hadn't, he hadn't done his yet. Well, I'm doing mine right now. So I'm like, everything in the street, because that's the boundary. Yep. That's going in your yard. Because okay. they came from your yard anyway. Because well, it's downhill. downhill. That's right. So I'm sure I'll be getting a text at some point today <laughs> when they get up saying, what would you pile all these leaves up in my yard for? Your problem is you got about a... 15 to 20 mile an hour northwest wind coming in. This By the time you get back from your trip, they're probably Horrible. all going to be back Horrible. in your yard. Yeah. <laughs> right now it's clean. So anyway, I go in here to this it's establishment. Big, big wind coming. And you got to remember, I don't, uh, I don't frequent stores very often outside of Dollar General. And so I get up there to check out. Look, they only had one, one choice. It was an electric... Leaf blower. Yeah. I mean, I was rolling my eyes because it was like 200 bucks for this. I mean, I, I would have rather bought a gas operator. I know that. Because now you got to have a long extension cord, too. No, no, it's not that good. Oh, it's, it's a battery. battery. Okay, you I got you. Charge a battery. I said, well, I'll try it. Modern technology, maybe we've done something. So anyway, has a warranty on it because I don't trust it anyway. So I was like, she's like, do you want to want warranty? Yeah, okay. So she said, uh, well, give me your phone number. Well, as a general rule, I don't give out my phone number. That's number one. Number two, I don't know my phone number. And I don't have my phone on me. So I said, well, how about an email? She's like, well, that's great, but you can't you can't get this without a phone number. I was like, no, she, no, she said, you can't get the warranty without a phone number. I said, all right, well, forget the warranty. She's like... No, I, I, it's already in the, there, this transaction will not take place unless I have your phone number. And I said, well, I don't guess I'm getting this leaf blower. So the woman behind me, she said, well, what if, what if I give you my number? And I was like, will that work? <laughs> so the woman uh, behind the counter said, well, yeah, but do you know her? I said, nope. <laughs> and uh, she said, well, ever, you know, we know who you are. I mean, it is yeah. my hometown. She's right. like, this is Jace from Duck Commander. You don't know who this is? She's telling the woman behind the counter. She's like, is that you? She's like, well, my daughter worked for you. And I was like, and you didn't know it was me? <laughs> You just said, said, does she know my number? She works at the duck, duck commander. I said, oh, well, we're good then. She said, no, I, I need a phone number. So this woman who works at a business down the road, she says, well, look, I'll just write down my business and, and my name, and if you ever have a problem, come see me at work. <laughs> so we did it. Here's what I felt bad about. Once she gave the number, that was just the tip of the iceberg. Then she, it's like, what's your address? Yeah. What is this? I'm sitting here watching this transaction for a warranty on a leaf blower a from a perfect stranger <laughs> who I'm now getting the information to. And uh, so when I told Missy about it, she, she said, well, I'm glad I didn't get you a leaf blower for Christmas. <laughs> I said, well, babe, I thought you were out on that. She said, well, I was out, but I didn't have a better idea. And I got to thinking, well, maybe I should. So said, I talked to your son about it, but I didn't order it. I said, well, I got one. And then I told her what happened. And she's like, you need to tell that on the podcast because that's just ridiculous. <laughs> so, so I don't know. That is pretty Modern technology, Phil. If you, don't ha if you don't give a phone number, you can't get a product. That's what I thought was weird. I, it just struck me that in my 76 years on the earth, I've never had a conversation about a leaf, a leaf blower. Yeah. I, I don't deal with stuff like that. It was funny. I would love to say I was proud, but so I go out there, I charge a battery, you know. I go out there, I think now for 10 minutes, it's awesome. Then you got to go back and charge that battery. <laughs> it's a 10 minute. Round, then it round, round. Oh, so you oh, go, yeah. But now look, it oh, charges yeah. in about 30 minutes. And then you're so you kind of got to blow it in, in spurts. It's uh, they this is this is our culture. They want you to take a break. <laughs> it it's it's like more powerful than a gas operator one. 
but only for 10 minutes. There's Short certain burst. brands that you will learn to get, and they'll last. You can go out there and blow leaves all day long with well, them. That's what I'm saying. But, Phil, when you only have one choice, and I was there, and I wasn't going somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, that, I don't shop. I've, so. I've, in all of my life, I've never heard of a person getting a warranty for a product in someone else's name and information. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> no, and the product costs you a couple hundred dollars, but you give your life's history on why you need to light. For twenty bucks, it was the the blow was two bucks. I mean, two hundred dollars. The warranty was twenty nineteen ninety five for two years, which I thought was pretty good. However, if something happens, I got to go find Deborah yeah. <laughs> and get her to do something. What's funny is when Deborah got to work this morning or back at work yesterday, yeah. that you know what her, you do. That was her story. You know what you do? What? You leave the leaves alone. <laughs> I mean, why, what are they hurting, right? Life's far more easy to just say, forget it. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't like it. That that made a dump, what do you call that? <laughs> leave the leaves alone. <laughs> you know what's sad for Deborah too, is because here's the way it works in our culture. Once, once someone gets your information like that, mm-hmm. especially your email, so she will, every day now, when she wakes up in the morning, she looks at her email, she will be getting product information <laughs> yes. from these leaf blower people. Yeah. You know, look at her Christmas sale. And so every day she's going to be just. She's going to be doing they, She gave her email, her address. She signed up for the book club and the magazine. <laughs> I heard the whole thing. <laughs> well, first of uh, all, but you got to tip your hat to her. What a kind act to just bail you out. I mean, look, I, she was so frustrated. You know that the, post she's you trying had to check to out. do that. Yeah, that, she, that you had to do it, and she's like, "I was trying not to make it look like." But she's like, "He's not giving you his number. You don't know who he is." You know, because <laughs> she she was being like that. Right. This, this is just dumb. But you didn't know your number I know. anyway. <laughs> I didn't know my number. I didn't, and uh, it was in my truck. But I was, I literally was not going. I was going to leave the transaction before I go out there and get my phone number so you can send me all this junk. He texted me every five minutes about the latest leaf blower or whatever you got up here. So I'm like, I'm out of here. But when she made that offer, I I just, I was like, will that work? Well, I thought she was going to say no. Yeah. She said, that'll work. (laughs) Which I thought, why? Yeah. She doesn't even have it. No, but that's the other thing. People now, this woman was trained. You got this system. They don't know if something gets askew from it ain't just right in the deal. They're hamstrung. They don't know what to do. They're just well. I don't. What do I put in the box? I mean, like it's it's like that. You know, the old days where you know, somebody just ah, who cares about that? You know, yeah. Just there's none of that anymore. Everything's systemized. Everything's going to go through yeah. the computer. So anyway, I thought y'all would appreciate that story. That was a good story. I like that. So dad's thing when it comes to problems like this, just leave the leaves alone. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> the simple life. It always comes back to that with dad. Let's take a break. So I'm always looking for that uh, good gift to buy someone during this uh, holiday season. Uh, Some people can be hard to buy for. Where do you get the person who seems to have everything? Everybody appreciates the gift of a better night's sleep. That's true. Would you say that's true, Jay? Yep. I didn't didn't have one last night because my dog barked all night. (laughs) Well, see, there you go. You can appreciate that. It's not just a gift. uh, It's an experience. And one of our sponsors, Bowl & Branch, makes the softest, highest quality bedding from the finest 100% organic cotton threads on earth. So it's a gift you can't go wrong with. We all use them. They're fantastic. The more you wash them, the better they get, uh, which you can't say that about a lot of things. They're free from toxins. They're free from pesticides, harsh chemicals at every step of their making. They have a 30-night worry-free guarantee with free shipping and returns on all orders. So you got nothing to lose. You don't love it, and you will. You can send it back to them. Uh, Their signature sheets come wrapped and ready in a beautiful holiday gift box. So it's a great gift to be able to give. Uh, And it's also uh, as special as they claim it is. So bring home a better night's sleep this holiday season with Bowl and Branch Bedding. For a limited time, get 20% off your first set of sheets and free shipping when you use the promo code Robertson at BowlandBranch.com. That's B-O-L-L-A-N-D Branch. BowlandBranch.com. Use the promo code Robertson. 
So we're uh, we're in the book of Mark. We had Zach for a couple of podcasts, but then he's back, he's back doing Zach things. He's he's on the road. He's I big. think the strain of the topic was more than he could bear. <laughs> it was a good one. No, sure. I felt I felt pretty good about it. I, I think we, uh, you know, we're at the end of. We didn't read the last section, which is now this applies. I am with you to. To any end time judgment, the second coming, the brevity of life. Uh, do you want me to read it first? Yeah, or you, yeah. you want to do a review leading up to it? Well, let's, yeah, just, just read it and then we'll go back and talk about so it. This is Matthew 13. Mark 13. I mean, uh, Matthew. Mark 13, 32. No one knows about the day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard. Be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with his assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or at dawn. If he comes suddenly... Do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch. So the, I think in the immediate context, which we talked about in the last two podcasts, he was talking about the destruction of Jerusalem because we think that's what he was referring to in that, in that text. It was. Now, Phil and, and Zach kind of proposed that maybe, you know, the last phrase had, I mean, the last paragraph before that had some, or are they saying this this is the second coming? I think they're saying possibly thirty verse thirty one heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. He pivots into this concept because thirty says, "I tell you the truth, this generation." I mean, he's talking to these men, and just to give you a, just a little review, I mean, verse one and two of chapter thirteen is undeniable. They walked out of the temple, and his disciples said. Look at these buildings. Do you see these buildings? Jesus replied, "What? Uh, what do you say? Not one stone. Yeah, not one stone here will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down." So he's talking about the destruction of the temple, and then they go and they sit on the Mount of Olives. They're looking back at the temple, having a conversation, having a conversation, and and they say, "Tell us when this is going to happen." So and, it's and very the, obvious in context. Whatever he's about to say, he's talking about the temple, and he's talking about it being destroyed. So. But he also references the you know, the Son of Man uh, coming on the clouds, which is obviously a Daniel seven reference. He references Isaiah 13, Isaiah 34, with the sun being darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from the sky. So I, you know, when I, when it says 31, it says heaven and earth will pass away. I just, I really believe that it's talking about the current climate of which he was addressing that there's a new temple and going back to John 2, which is my favorite in this discussion, Jesus said, you, you destroy this temple and I'll bring it back in three days. And they're looking around saying, it took us 46 years to build this temple. He was talking about his body. Sure. I think that's the point. It's a new order. And so fast forward to us, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. And you know, I read that was it First Corinthians three or Second Corinthians three? It said, "Don't you know that the Holy Spirit is in you? You are the temple." I, I read that uh, at the last. Yeah, that's First Corinthians three sixteen. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's Spirit lives in you? So I was thinking about that concept. I'm not exact. I can't remember where the uh, text is. Uh, where it's he says it's like a thief in the night. Yeah, the the concept of of the second coming because you can broaden this out. You're right well, to talk well. about not only the second coming, but any, um, any anything you should be ready for. I mean, like he he mentions, and I, I think I count them up. It was like ten times in this text. He he references watch out, be on your guard, be aware, watch. You know, the idea is is that 
you can't just like get in your bubble and not be aware that the clock is ticking. In this case, I think it was something specific for that generation, but the clock is ticking for the second coming. Sure. The clock is ticking for our own lives and how much, how long we have to have an impact. I mean, so, you know, the idea about, you know, being watchful and aware and and ready to do something. It motivates you to live a better life. That's right. Well, it's an urgency, right? You know, you're well, not shaking. Verse, you're not shaking in your boots and can't deal with the world. I mean, but you are aware that this thing will come to an end. That's right. Well, the verse you're looking for is First Thessalonians five one. I mean, now, I I'm I know this is talking about when Jesus comes back. Right. You know, when it says, "Now, brothers, about times and dates, we do not need to write you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night." Now, you say, well, what, what came before that? Well, this is one of the most famous passages in the Bible, 1 Thessalonians four thirteen through 17. It says, you know, we don't want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or to grieve the, like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. Of course, we're fast forward in here now. But the same concept applies about the thief, you know. It's a broad application now, right? Yeah. You know, and the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, the voice of the archangel, and the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so will we with the Lord forever. But I do think it's interesting that in verse 4 of chapter 5, he says, but you brothers are not in darkness so that this day should surprise you like a thief. And by the way, uh, <clears throat> in verse 3, I think this is why people make the connection of Mark 13 as being the second coming. He does say, while people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman and they will not escape. And he had, Jesus had used that reference. He'd the, used that reference. Right. But look, all, all that is is a... a Quick, sudden, and it's a you know a time of suffering, or in this case, where I think in Mark thirteen, but but here this is more. All of a sudden, you know, when a woman is like, <gasps> you know, I mean, it, it's it's a pretty. Sudden. And you know, it's amazing because in a, in the era we are in technology and all these things you can do, when a pregnant woman she's still just waiting for the for the cycle that's that God created to start working. <laughs> You know what I'm yeah. saying? You can yeah. go to the doctor. They can hook you up to stuff. They can look in there. There's all kinds of things they can do. But ultimately, that, they wait. They wait. They wait until it happens, you know? And so yeah. that's this point. And you don't know until all of a sudden you but start. they're not shocked when it does. No. it's That's right. Because there's an expectation. They know it's going to come But the point is, down. the destruction of Jerusalem, I mean, people died. And so look, all these principles. They are, said at are, least one to two million. I, I've heard yeah. varying numbers. Uh, so not only uh, was Jewish it, people were slaughtered, yeah, at, in that besiege at, at that when they finally finally Titus breached the walls and, yeah. and here they come. Yeah, they, they besieged the city for a long time, so it was a tough. Starved them out. Starved them out. With so here's my point. So really, when you're talking about so Mark 13, he's obviously talking about the temple being destroyed, but he's also there is always a hint of the second coming in this because. In death, that is Jesus coming in a way because the next thing you'll know, you're you're here. So, you know, I've made this point before, and it's a little deep point. But so I do think some of the same verbiage is used because of that reason. But so, you know, here he describes what happens when he comes down and all this. But still, when you die, well, the— I mean, I think First Corinthians fifteen describes it as the twinkling of an eye, right? And and I think a lot of translations translate death as asleep, and we've talked about this before many times because you know you lose sense of time here in, in that realm, and so he goes on to say in verse four, but this day shouldn't surprise you like a thief. Which I think goes to the concept what reading in Mark thirteen, which is about this watching 
being ready. Being prepped. Well, he's just, given enough evidence to show you, the human race, that with him, nothing is impossible. Yeah. Getting rid of something, implementing something. We're doing away with this. We're going to do that. Well, I mean, he's given enough evidence by the time, Mark chapter 13, by the time you get there, don't mess with him. He'll do what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. He, by, after all, he's the one that implemented the temple worship. Well, right. It was, it was his idea. Hebrews we studied, which the whole point was, this thing is done away with, and, and a new day has dawned. Right. A new way to worship God, and it won't be by rules and regulations because no one ever kept them anyway. Right. It's well, by I faith. Think, <clears throat> I mentioned this in the podcast. I think this is why Jesus was so emotionally sad about the situation. That was evident when he was coming into Jerusalem to die that he knew what was going to happen there. I want to read this, so let's take a break. So one of our favorite sponsors, uh, Tommy John, uh, they have a a phrase for the holidays, happy new rear. (laughs) (laughs) Because they sell underwear. See what they did there? That was pretty good. Uh, They've got, uh, it's time to grab some brand new comfy underwear, loungewear, and pajamas at Tommy John's end of year sale. You can save up to 70% which is fantastic. Um, they've got uh, dozens of uh, comfort innovations. They've got uh, soft tri-blend, micro-model fabrics, four-way stretch. So there's all kind of really cool stuff about them. They sold over 18 million pairs, so there's a lot of people that love them. I've loved Tommy John's long before they were sponsors. On oh, the they're amazing. Amazing underwear. Uh, so we want you to check them out. They've got a, a no-wedgie guarantee, Jay, so you don't have to worry about that wedgie. Uh, Tommy John's final sale of the year. And like 2022, it's ending soon. So we want you to check them out. Shop Tommy John's end of year sale right now for up to 70% off at tommyjohn.com slash fill. That's 70% for a limited time at tommyjohn.com slash fill. Check them out. See their site for details. Mm-hmm. I want to read this passage uh, in Second Peter. I think we referenced this in one of the past podcasts, but... It's, it's Peter's way of the same language, Jace, that you read in Thessalonians. Uh, he says in verse 9, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So kind of yep. gives that idea about why this is, from our perspective, been a long time, still waiting for this the event for Jesus to come back. He, and he says what Paul said, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. So he gives this picture of complete. There's a difference between that and the destruction of Jerusalem. Yeah. A big difference. Big difference, right. So this is a future event. But what I was saying, there are, because people died and, and I, I just think there are elements of the finality of sure. it in that. that which, that's what I'm open to. Which was my point all along, because remember I told you even the the abomination of desolation, the idea is there had, those things had occurred throughout Jewish history in terms of the temple being defiled, you know, it being broken down, broken into. I mean, so what I'm saying is there's these events, you know, an apocalypse is for a lot of people is what you're involved in in your lifetime. Plus we, the final judgment. You know, judgment on the wicked. I mean, let's face it, boys. There was a lot of wickedness going on at that temple. The well, money, yeah. making a money-making enterprise, all these rules and regulations, and people. Well, the way uh, he act- set it up, yes, it it, the, it had turned into. Oh well, and the biggest thing that is, they missed Jesus. I mean, they missed the Messiah completely. <laughs> Therefore, you which got, is my, you, my you have wickedness when when that happens. Which you know when when Jesus died, remember there was that earthquake and then the the temple curtain was torn in two. Oh yeah, I mean it could have been destroyed right then, but God in His mercy, He gave them forty years to get get it right to to find Jesus. He was there. His followers would be there. They'd be yep. teaching what. So I think that was a grace thing. The forty years. Yep. So here, let me read the rest of this. That happens at the end. So after, I never thought about that, but that's a good point, Al. So in verse 11, since everything will be destroyed in this way, here's this idea of watchfulness again that, that Jesus talks about to the disciples. What kind of people 
ought you to be. That's why I said a while ago that, that the way you behave, yeah, it's part of this. Well, exactly. Especially it says you know it's coming. You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the as you look forward to the day of God. It, 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 it's a motivator. It is. That well, day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness, which, again, Jace, to your point, I think that's a new era. That's new era, whatever new era. that final thing is going to be. Well, what's interesting, though, is so the refer- you read that in Second Peter 3, that where I read in First Thessalonians 5, which I didn't know you were going to go there, you know, after he said that day said and surprise you. I mean, watch what he says in verse six. He said, so then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be alert and self-controlled for those who sleep at night. For those who sleep, sleep at night and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him, therefore encourage each other. So he, he made the same principle. Yep. And he went the old John three sixteen and 17. God didn't. You know, send his son to condemn the world That's you know, right. to save it for whoever believes in him. You know, I read them backwards, right. but there is I, I, there is a finality, and I think when we come to Christ, there's it's just as much motivation for most people because you are you realize you're guilty, you're convicted of your. Well, fear is not a bad thing. The fear <clears throat> of God is a you I know. Think you, what's the verse? The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Well, I wisdom. think you start off that way, but you know, it's also a maturity thing as you're in Christ, you realize that his grace is is really the key to understanding, you know, living for him. But I think what you do, there's a danger when you study Mark thirteen, you get to arguing about well, is this the second coming, or is this the destruction of Jerusalem, or both? Or, And there's a danger. You're arguing about all this stuff, and you're not applying the realities of such a statement and such a par- you know, paragraph and chapter to your life. I mean, look, God's way is way better. We don't have to have this ritualistic-type worship that the Jews were under. God sent his son Jesus to die for us not you know based on anything we do I mean he just solely because he loves us and wants us to live with him forever he shows us you can be raised from the dead he supplies the power you know we surrender to them it's awesome news but if you're gonna chunk it and if you're gonna turn your turn your face away from Jesus and just live your life nothing good is gonna happen that's right it's horrible. It's terrible. Judgment is happening, and there's nothing positive. Whether you believe, whatever you believe, it there's you don't have anything positive to look for, even that you can conjure up. Yeah, I think about when you said that. It made me think about Chad Robichaud, who we had on a few podcasts back, when he told that story about his life. Even though he had done amazing things for our country and for other people, and Dangerous things. Very dangerous things. I mean, constantly, his life constantly in danger. He got to that point when he got back home, and it was just like there was no meaning in it for him. Remember, he said, I was in a closet. I'm looking. He said, I had pictures spread out of my family in front of me with a pistol in my hand. I mean, without something bigger than this, even when you're a man like him who accomplished a lot, I mean, he's an amazing warrior, still you have to have more. And it was when his wife got him to Christ that he understood yeah. more. And now he's able to take all those experiences now through the lens of Christ and look what he's doing. He's impacting people and, you know. I heard an interesting. What he ended up with is what he never got from from just kill or be killed. Hope. Hope. That's it. Hope. Well, Hope and, and, peace and look. Hang on, let's take a break. 
So, Tis the holiday season. Uh, we know you're always looking for some kind of unique gift to, to give to somebody. Unashamed Nation, you guys have been such great supporters of the podcast. And I do want to remind you uh, that you can get Unashamed gear and uh, and Phil merch if you go to philmerch.com and use the promo code Phil20. And there you'll find uncanceled stuff. You'll find love always protects, which is one of our favorite t-shirts has a good a picture of a, of a gun on there as well as the Bible verse. Cause we protect our folks. Uh, also unashamed nation stuff is there as well. So check it out. If you're looking for a great gift to give uh, someone you love, uh, get some unashamed gear at philmerch.com. Use the promo code Phil 20. And imagining yourself standing before God, that's a good thing to do. You know, I used to think, uh, what was that? You know, uh, my wife's dad, you know, he would do campaigns and he had a question. I'm trying to think of it off the top of my head. Uh, but it's like the lead in question was something to the if effect. If the Lord were to come back. Would oh, you yeah. Be, if the Lord were to come back. Uh, would you be ready? Would you be ready? You know, right now. And so, you know, it's it's, it's a good question. Great question. <laughs> you know, you're when you're standing before God, what what are you gonna say? I mean, so which, by the it, way, they had to change that because <laughs> in the old days they they would say, if you died today, would you be ready? Problem was, you're standing on somebody's porch and you're a stranger, and you knock on the door and they answer and said, if you died today, would you be ready? That's kind of menacing. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's. A, <laughs> Yeah, I would. <laughs> so they had to change that to if the Lord comes back, would you be ready? Oh, so, yeah. The behavior of our people, our culture. <laughs> yeah, if somebody you, said that. You don't want to, to say me. that. You don't want to say that. I'd probably pick up my, you know, I, I would think it was a. Of course, we're all rednecks standing on the porch with their weapons drawn, which somebody's talking like that. <laughs> That's right. I said, some dude out there in the yard talking about the people, you know. And, and, well, I, well, I you remember. Say, Dad, the question, yes, you raised up your AR. No, the question is, are you ready? <laughs> no, I, look, we. I have actually dealt with it. Even my father-in-law, you know, we got into, I, I had to explain to him. I was like, because they would ask us to go. And I was like, I'll go speak when it's the Christians at the, you get together. I said, but I'm not door knocking. And he was like, no, why not give it a chance? I was like, look at me. I door I'm disqualified for, for I door knocked for three days one time, and the closest <laughs> I ever got, it, these old women would be looking out the shades, but they wouldn't open the door. Yeah, all he, the closest he got, they was looked at my countenance, <laughs> and he they said, "Nah, nope. call the police." Phil, if you knocked on my door, I would not answer. Yep. Just being honest, if I didn't know who you were, I would just That's like, why I don't hey, go to town. Don't answer. <laughs> don't answer. <laughs> It's we're in trouble, but I was gonna, I was gonna bring this up. Uh, I heard an interesting story Sunday, if I can remember how it went completely. But it just hit me when I read that about that. You know, I don't know really what the point is of what he says. Uh, those who here in First Thessalonians five, you're sons of the light and sons of the day. I guess just that we're transparent. <clears throat> and we're not trying to hide. I don't know what other application, because he said, you know, those who get drunk, drunk, get drunk at night. Well, there's been people get drunk during the daytime. Oh, yeah. But I think he was showing that we are what we are. Uh, And going back to the John 3 passage at the end, you know, it said that uh, light has come into the world. And, you know, this is the verdict. People won't come into the light for fear their deeds will be exposed. And I think this is... And it kind of goes in line with the general theme we've always said. Most things bad that happen to people is when if you're out when other people are asleep. Oh, yeah. I've told y'all many times. You know, we've documented... I mean, we almost ran over a guy who we thought was dead, and we had that happen. But In the deep darkness of night, the best place to be is in the bed of sleep. (laughs) But when we're coming duck hunting... And just I, just this year, I probably had seven or eight instances where I thought, "Huh, what's one day I was coming? Somebody was riding with me. I think my son Reed, and we just saw a guy, you know, running down the road. He he, I mean, we were like fixed to turn at a store, and I was like, whatever he's doing at three fifty in the morning, running wide open, ducking in behind. I was like, can't be good. It, it can't be good." He's running from something. He's up to no good. But what I was going to say is, uh, I heard this illustration. 
Sunday, and it was about what well, got my attention is because when I was a, I guess a teenager, I think this is when this happened. But you remember the uh, bear commercial that was the less filling, tastes great. Because mm-hmm. when I was when I went to high school, and we go to football game, the student section, they would, they would cheer that. The whole time while while they're drinking, it it was it became like it went viral before becoming viral. It was viral with real people in the stand in the stand. It was so well. This uh, the pastor uh, uh, Tom, he he shared this story that I had never heard this. So the guy who did first did that com- commercial, his name was Bub of all things, was like a college football quarterback from Michigan State. He goes pro, wins a Super Bowl. Anyway, you know, after that, he's he's he was the, one of the first ones to come out with that commercial. That you know, they paid him to do the commercial. Well, here's the funny part: he didn't even drink. You know, he he was not a drinker, which I I was found that interesting. So he does, but he does a commercial. Well, everywhere he would go after that, that every time people saw him, that's. It tastes great. Last filling tastes great. Last filling tastes great. Well, it started weighing on him, you know, because he's like now he's no, now doing? he's looking at alcohol. Like how many kids die, you know, from alcohol poisoning? Well, you know the he's looking at these numbers. And he's Drug like, driving, this yeah. is what here I am. I don't even drink, <laughs> and I, now my whole life, this is what I'm known for. And uh, it was like he told the story that he was. You know, vacationing with his family somewhere in Florida or whatever. And it just, he'd go, he's walking down the beach, all these drunk, you know, they just hammered their things great last fit because they recognized him for the commercial. And he's like, I, I'm not doing that anymore. I am, I'm literally cutting myself off from, from being associated with that. But I thought it was an interesting story that you get caught up. In something which you know, it it really was an innocent way to make a buck. Goes viral. He's known for that. You can't convince anybody else. And in in his mind, the point he made is, you know, he just didn't want to stand before God and it's like, this this is what I was known for. Yeah, yeah. Your That's words. What a what a tragedy. It was really kind of sad. It's kind of tragic. Yeah. You know. And, and since I since I don't know of anything this person's ever done, I guess this will it'll always be known for in That's, some circles. Exactly. I mean, I just thought it was man. What? And he was just saying how you know everybody when you're here, you know, God gives you abilities and talents, and yes, He's calling you through the gospel. But you know, everybody's known for something. I mean, you're known for something, yep. whether it's really good or really bad. And look, it matters. That was kind of his point, you know, and at some point you got to realize, you know, are you using God so he'll bless you or are you going to allow God to use you, you know, for his agenda? And, and really that's the attitude you you should have because what, what, what you do matters and and who you're representing matters. There was a, there's a, especially since there is going to be an end to it. Yeah, I mean, you just just imagine that scene. You stand before God, and you're like, you know, tastes great, less filling, huh? You know, and you weren't even involved in. It. I mean, it's just like what a, what a waste. <laughs> yeah. Well, trust me when I tell you, it's grown way beyond that well, these yeah, days. I know. But and I, I mean, it was a fascinating story. It is. Let's uh, let's take a break. But you know, Dad, you're an example. I mean, you had a you had a pretty large reputation in a region before you got famous of being a person that was you know for bad deeds. That's right. You were known. I mean, people knew who you were and they knew why. Yeah. But but your your reputation and who you are can completely change if you completely change. If you stay the course, stay the course. Because if anybody said something about Phil Robertson now, and now you're known all around the world, they would not say, "Oh yeah, he's a drunkard and he's a." Yeah. They would say, "Oh, well, he he used to be that way when he was young, but let me tell you what he does now." So so just to those out there, to Jason's point, you can change what people say about yep. you because of who you are. There's a where was it? There's a verse somewhere in Peter. That we all Peter have a about. we all leave a reputation, right? We all leave it, and sometimes it's sincere, and sometimes it's not. But but all of us, the way we walk, 
You know, you know, this walk in the light. If you walk like if you, you, you claim Jesus, you walk as Jesus did. Right. Well, you know that pretty well clarifies the clarifies the whole thing. And that's in every instance, right? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's when you think people aren't looking. We were Lisa and I were taking a. We were in D.C. Uh, a few months back doing an event. So our driver that was taking us, the you know Uber driver. You know, he was a talker. He was from Israel. He was originally Israeli, but he'd been in D.C. for a long time and drove cars. So, we're, you know, he's a talker. He's one of those. Some don't say much and some like to talk. This guy likes to talk. He was talking and, he, you know, we tell him finally who we are. And, oh, yeah, I've heard of your show. And he said, and then he said, well, I tell you somebody I don't like. And he mentions one of the Fox personalities, one of their major people. I said, really? And I said, you don't, why do you not like her? Ah, she got in my car, and this. So then he tells the story about how she had been really mean to him, you know, when she he was giving her a ride somewhere, and I mean he talked about it for like fifteen minutes. Like he does not like this person, and I'm a you know I watch her. I, I kind of like her, and so but it it told me something. I was like, you know, I wonder. You see people, and they seem personable, especially if they're on television, but you don't know how they are to the driver, to the waitress, to the people where it seems like you can not be good and yet you're not and they're telling us but it was kind of ironic and funny because i thought hmm you know it makes i find it fascinating that because i've met a lot of you know since we have this show now so i bet we have to do these uh i don't know what do they call those things uh it's like the publicity promos and yeah the the promos for the shows and all. So you meet all these personalities it is impossible to to know what somebody's like just by watching them that's on right tv exactly now but but you will know within 60 seconds because i bet i've met i bet i've met 30 or 40 yeah. uh you know across all shows. the major stuff and fox and all of it yeah. i mean i i have but in 60 seconds i know what you're gonna you, say you know whether you like them or you're like hmm they need jesus <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fascinating because it's impossible. And and look, I'll it's tell you this: typically, how and, they treat the people that work for them. And is most of them, know? look, and most of them that you thought you were gonna like, yeah, you didn't. Though, though now, <laughs> so it's like, boy, you, you cannot tell. So I don't know. I, there was one. Uh, you will know them by the name. fruit, the fruit that you see come forth from them. You know, you 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 all people, and if you love one another, they they take you no know, the ones who love one another. That that's the group you need to yeah. you need to look I, at. I won't single any of them out, but I will tell you this: I uh, I was fixed to be interviewed, and my my perception of this person based on what, what I watched on TV was a little like kind of kind of stuck up, and really wasn't a fan. And so we get out there, and this woman's going to interview me. And we had like 90 seconds before the interview was going to start. And they were going to interview me about something that I thought was completely ridiculous. But I thought, oh, well, I'll, you know, give it your best shot. So we had a 90-second conversation about she just asked me about our life, and she had heard we had we were fostering this little baby, you know. And so after, with five seconds to go, she said, I'm not going to ask you this stuff. I mean, you're, cause, and because she, she got her, she got kind of teary-eyed, you know, when we were just had this short session. So as soon as the camera comes on, because now I'm getting nervous, because I'm like, she just scrapped this five seconds. <laughs> what are we going to No do? teleprompter. And she just asked about life, you know, how's your life, just generic questions. And, and it was good. And then as soon as it was over, we picked right back up. We didn't move. Everybody, they were moving, and we were talking about life. And, of course, I realized, too, that she was very, you know, a woman of faith. And uh, I was like, (laughs) of course, and my wife was there inside the room listening, and she said, I cannot believe that y'all had that conversation, you know, before and after. And she just scrapped that. She said, it was so shocking to me. I said, oh, it was shocking and moving. She said, oh, I was moved. She said, I had tears in my eyes. But I thought, you know, I would have never known that just by watching TV. And it would have been one of the last people that I would have picked. 
You, you don't know. And I, I think some of that is going to be revealed to, you know, where it says the, that Hebrews 4, 12 and 13, nothing's hidden from God. I mean, it's not like you're going to get up there and see if you can remember. He, he knows all, sees all. He's in all and through all. I mean, it's going to be a quick conversation. That's why even some of the people that are out there, famous people, that are just boorish and you know terrible people, and you can tell they don't care. They're just like, that's this is my stick. This is who I. Am. I can at least respect that because it's like if I'm going to go full board heathen, that's what I'm going to do. That's the way some of these people are. Well, at least they're being true to who yeah, they I are. I kind of respect. I kind of respect that. I mean, m- more than just this hiding it, and then you meet them, and you're like, oh my goodness. It doesn't mean it's going to be a happy ending for you. No, it, you're going to wind up in a bad place. <laughs> I mean, it's not right. good for you. I was thinking because the last event we did, we were in Georgia, and y'all all came home, but I stayed an extra day, and I got to meet Tucker Carlson. I will mention Tucker because I like Tucker. I like his style. I like his show. And and so I was nervous about meeting him because I was thinking, oh, what if he's like terrible and I don't like him? But thankfully, he wasn't. I mean, I, I probably talked to him 20 minutes, and it was a breakfast, and he was talking to other people too, but he was just very personal. He was just exactly – as he comes across, he was yeah, he, very personable, I very like he is personable. Yeah, he, he is. Like he, you would think you. He, he's not, and and so I, I was I was glad because I thought, oh man, I, I'm so disappointed when it's somebody I respect, and then you meet him and you don't like <laughs> yeah, him. It really is. Well, that's why I wouldn't mention any. Names. <laughs> I didn't mention any of the other ones that I, that I did. So I guess to, to to put a bow on this before we go to overtime, the concept is. And we talked about this, Jason. We wanted to make sure we got this point in about this because we, we made a big deal about trying to put it in its proper context about Jerusalem, but the application of being ready, which I think is what and watching and watching. And look, living life like there's no consequences, it's not going to end well. No, no. Living life like there's no afterlife, it's not going to end well. That's right. It, it, it's you need to watch. And I would say even, and we talked a lot about this. We haven't lately, but through the years of the podcast, Jace, because I've got teenage grandkids, you got, you had teenage kids, that it's not just being watchful about the big apocalyptic moments. It's watchful in your family, what your right. kids are looking at, what people are doing in your family. I mean, this that, idea that's about- That's his point. Yeah. Being alert. Being alert. You, you got to realize there's, there's bigger things going on, you know? And so under your watch- I like that when people say, not under my watch. That's right. That's a good attitude. Not on my watch. That's it. All right. So we're going to end this session, but uh, we invite you to come over to Overtime. um, BlazeTV.com slash Unashamed is where our Overtime segments are. And I got a passage I didn't get to about this concept. So we'll talk about that a little bit more in our Overtime session. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.